everyone. Welcome back to the Cross Border Interview Podcast Flashback Week. Today is episode five of six. We have two more episodes left. Uh, before we get into the introduction of who our guest is today, I do have a question for you. And if you want, comment below, send me a message, send me an email, direct message me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. But have you enjoyed these? I've enjoyed putting them together. I really hope you've enjoyed listening to them. I know the audio quality may not be the best. We did film these, record these, I should say, uh, on a telephone, so they may not be the best quality, but at the end of the day, they are amazing, and I have a chest full of interviews that I've recorded in the past with former premiers, former ministers, former cabinet ministers, uh, the only MP at the time for the Liberal Party of Canada, Ralph Goodale, and I am thinking about putting out more episodes like this, but I want to know from you. Have you enjoyed them? If you have, let me know. If you haven't, let me know as well. So with that, today's episode is with the former Minister of Agriculture, the Federal Minister of Agriculture, Jerry Ritz. In 2014, he represented the riding of Battleford's Lloyd Minster, and I sat down with him in December of 2014 and recorded this interview. So with that being said, here is Cross-Border Interviews Flashback Week featuring Jerry Ritz. Morning, Chris. Uh, morning, Minister. How are you? Doing well. That's good. Uh, so just jump right into this. Uh, last year, how did it go for the uh, gov- uh, Canadian government and what highlights can you point to that made the lives of Canadians better? Well, it was a fantastic year. I mean, we saw the uh, ratification of the Canada-Europe Free Trade Agreement. We've also seen the Korea-Canada Free Trade Agreement passed in our house here and as well in the uh, parliamentary system in Korea. So that's going to be in play early in the new year. Uh, So a fantastic uh, year from the trade file. Our agricultural sector is enjoying uh, a big demand for our quality ag products. From a family perspective, of course, uh, we have now introduced, it will be retroactive to this fall into place for this year, the uh, family child uh, tax systems, uh, the income splitting when it comes to uh, single income families, those types of things that certainly will make a difference for the young population in the Lloydminster and area. Now, um, you spoke briefly about my next set of questions about free trade. Why is it a big push for the uh, current uh, government to open up new market access uh, for our consumers around the world? Well, two reasons, actually. We're we're a trading nation. We're also a very large geographic nation with a wealth of resources, including agricultural products, and a relatively small population. So we can uh, overproduce. We consistently do that. And, of course, all of that overproduction or extra production has to find a home. That's the nature of uh, international trade. Now, I think some of the biggest news stories came just recently in Ottawa with the shootings on the Hill. Um, Does this make you reflect on the last year and moving forward as a country for uh, defense policies that need to be changed or uh, national security policies that need to be changed to heighten security within our own borders because now we are uh, under attack by terrorists because that's what the RCMP said? 
Well, anybody who thought that we were immune was certainly naive. Uh, this brought home the fact that the the world is under attack from radicalized uh, groups of a number of different stripes. You know, it's amazing as I travel internationally, the security that uh, follows me in a lot of these countries, uh, we now face that uh, reality here in Canada. Do we need to change a lot of our laws? No, I think we need to update some of them, certainly, but we need to refocus our efforts to make sure that Canadians are safe on a day-to-day basis. Now, how do we do that? And how do we make people safe in Canada without sort of changing laws? Well, we make sure that the laws that we have in place are actually uh, put into play. We want to make sure that our courts actually apply the laws of the land, not interpret them uh, and, and make uh, you know decisions based on an interpretation of the law as to the black and white uh, direction that that law directs them to, to go. Uh, case in point would be maximum minimum sentences. We've had lawyer justices actually in their own courtrooms defy that law of the land by saying, you know, there's, there's this or this there's that or whatever, and I've decided to. That's called judicial activism. Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's a problem when you look at how we need to treat the, the people that perpetrate these crimes to make sure that victims' rights are addressed, uh, not necessarily the rights of the criminal. We see that all the time when we bring forward these pieces of justice legislation. The opposition, NDP, and liberals constantly take the side of the criminal as opposed to take the side of the victim, and that's where we focus our, uh, our efforts. Okay, now let's turn to your portfolio. Um, from your standpoint, uh, what's the state of the agricultural agriculture sector in the country of Canada right now? Well, I, I hold a number of meetings with uh, stakeholders across this great country. I uh, had the opportunity to speak at the Grow Canada event last uh, week or so on Parliament Hill here. Um, you know, several hundred farmers from all sectors uh, across the country came together and were talking about the way forward. They were buoyed by the fact that this government is focused on free trade as well as fair trade. Uh, you know, we've got good advancements into the Pacific Rim where the growing markets are. So they, they like what we're doing. They like the fact that we're deregulating, that we're uh, lifting uh, the burden of taxes and regulations from business. And of course, agriculture is business. We're also building up the infrastructure capacity in rural Canada. Uh, a lot of the moves that we're making uh, when it comes to family taxes and so on, of course, are very relevant and prevalent in rural Canada. Uh, you know, a, a unionized uh, government-sponsored daycare is not going to take root in, say, Marshall, Saskatchewan, but every family that bases out of Marshall is going to receive our uh, child credits, is going to receive the ability to split some of the income in a single-income family, and then make the decisions based on what's in their best interest as a family for their children. Now, uh, one of the major uh, domestic issues that came up over 2014 was the issue of grain movement, uh, getting our our market access, and also getting the grain that was uh, produced last year to market. Um, yourself and the Minister of Transportation, Lisa Raitt, uh, came out and uh, introduced uh, policies to help uh, farmers alleviate some of that frustration. Did you do enough, do you think? And if so, if not, what can we look forward to in 2015 to help the farmers get that uh, their grain and produce to market? Well, as a government, we did what was required at that time and place. I think if you want to look for who didn't do enough, you would point a finger at the two major railways in this country. They seem to be stuck in the past that somehow they're the ones that dictate how many cars and where they're placed. That's not their job. Their job is to assess the market signals sent out there by shippers of bulk commodities as to what they're going to require when and where those cars need to be placed. So I think there's still some education that needs to be done. Uh, You know, as, as a student, 
uh, the railways are going to have to stand in the corner with for a little while and uh, you know do a little mea copa and start to realize that they're they're just a part of the supply chain. They're not the supply chain. They're not the major part of the supply chain, but they're a valuable part of it. And they have to recognize that fact and start to realize that they need to work hand in hand with shippers, not dictate to them. And now one of the other issues was that uh, MCOOL. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I just read a report that the Agriculture uh, Secretary in the States is going to be uh, uh, appealing the WTO's uh, uh, decision uh, last month. So what does that mean for uh, mandatory uh, or country of origin labeling? Well, the idea that uh, the U.S. administration is going to appeal this is not new. Uh, we certainly expected that, and we'll continue to keep the pressure on them, talking about retaliatory measures should they not uh, put in place the changes that the WTO, as well as Canada and Mexico, and, and their own industry, for that matter, in the U.S. are demanding of them. Uh, since, that, uh, since they've said they were going to appeal, the uh, chairman of the Senate Appropriations Committee has dropped the gauntlet and told the administration they have till May to come forward with the changes that are required to nullify or neuter uh, mandatory country of origin labeling or they'll get no monies through that appropriations committee. That's very significant. That's just happened in the last uh, daily news cycle. So we, we look with favor upon that. I know both uh, Minister Ed Fast and myself, along with industry, will continue to apply the pressure as well as ramp up the pressure uh, on uh, mandatory country origin labeling requirements and changes that we need to see in place sooner rather than later. And I guess my last question is, uh, 2014 is coming to a close. What does 2015 hold for yourself, the uh, agriculture portfolio and uh, the country of Canada? Well, every day in agriculture, or every year in agriculture is a new adventure. You know, there's so many vagaries with weather and markets and so on. So there are always challenges, but they create opportunities for me to continue to travel internationally with industry to uh, make sure we're showcasing our great Canadian product. Uh, we've already got a pretty full slate of trips lined up uh, into the new year leading up to the election cycle, which, of course, uh, uh, will be all over a year from now. Uh, we uh, fully intend to be back with another majority government continuing our work on the regulatory burden on taxation burden, on uh, rebuilding infrastructure, and making sure that our oil and gas get into a pipeline and off to those markets that are looking for it. Perfect. Um, just off the record question, is the, um, the joint uh, fundraiser happening again this year uh, for your uh, Balford Lloyd Minister and Vegreville Wainwright? Uh, not before Christmas, Chris, no. Uh, we're having a bit of a, a uh, just a get-together in the Battlefords. I haven't sat down with Leon to see what uh, what we will be doing. Um, you know, it's hard to get schedules to correlate. Uh, uh, you know, my wife was telling me the other day I spent more time in China this year than I did at home. So I've got a, a bit of a mea culpa to make up for over Christmas break myself, make sure I get reintroduced to my own family. But uh, I'll be around the riding. Um, I know I was in Lloyd the other day and did an end-of-year uh, end interview with the uh, TV station. And, you know, we'll continue with meetings and so on through January. Uh, I will confine my travel, other than a trip to Washington in the early part of the year, to uh, working within the riding and within the country. Well, I, I look forward to meeting you again back in the riding. Okay? Always a pleasure, Chris. Have fun, Mr. Minister. Bye. Bye. Well, if that wasn't a blast from the past, then I don't know what was. Like I said... On Sunday, every day this week, we have brand new episodes. They're a little bit smaller than our typical episodes of an hour. These were when I was first starting off as a political reporter back in Lloydminster. So I hope you enjoyed it. I really do. 
If you haven't already, give us a like on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, Cross Border Interview Podcast on all three. And also hit a subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcast, we are there. With that being said, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Stay talking.